Welcome everybody to the next Pioneer podcast presented by Centura Health. And today our special guest is Coach Matt Shaw, our Director of Sports Performance here at the University of Denver. Welcome, Coach. Uh, thanks for having me. And we call you coach, you know, you're, you're not a team coach, but, but man, you're coaching everybody all the time, every day, uh, you know, and you, you and your team have some of the closest contact with our student athletes every day. Uh, how'd, you, how'd you decide to get into strength and conditioning, sports performance as a career? Yeah, it was an interesting route. You know, I think I played a bunch of different sports growing up. Um, you know, I swam, played water polo, played lacrosse. Um, and I think the thing that I always gravitated to was just the, the athletic environment and appreciation for the discipline and, and the effort. Um, so it was something that I knew that my long-term route wanted to go that direction. Initially, actually, it was starting off in an accelerated athletic training doctorate of physical therapy program. And then very quickly, I realized that it was very retroactive in terms of healthcare. You're waiting for somebody to get injured. Um, and the program itself, you know, I think, really led me down to like ask questions about what other opportunities there are on the front of things, not dealing with insurance, which for me would, was probably another thing that I didn't want to have to deal with the administrative side of insurance companies. Um, and, you know, I happened to do an internship at a healthcare uh, or sorry, a big wellness center on the South shore in Massachusetts um, and worked with an athletic director there who made the decision. And she was like, you know, I'm going to put you with personal training and you're going to be kind of my administrative assistant for that side. Um, and then she led me actually into college strength initially and told me to reach out to a world-renowned strength coach at BU where I was doing my undergraduate. And so I started interning with different strength coaches, um, had some unbelievable people to mentor me through the process starting at 19 years old. Um, and so completed five unpaid internships between then and my graduate program and got a GA position at BU. Um, got my master's paid for and really, I think, went all in on the college strength conditioning environment and the impact that you could have on, on athletes. Well, I'll tell you what, I just learned something. Water polo? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's like, that's like high intensity, high contact uh, wrestling <laughs> in the pool, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I grew up as a swimmer um, and so naturally – in just kind of a few hotbeds for water polo in, in the Midwest and St. Louis and Chicago, where at the time that's where I was growing up was in St. Louis. And so in junior high school, started to play a bit in different club teams. Um, and then in, I it just kind of continued to transition into the high school age, different club programs year round um, on top of swimming. And then I also found lacrosse. So those were kind of like the big passions uh, during the high school time. So Matt, um, things have changed a lot in your, your industry, you know, and I a long time ago when I was a youngster, you know, it was just, hey, lift as much as you can, you know, we're going to do the bench press and the squat and, and, you know, those things are still integrated in what we do, but it's changed so much. Talk a little bit about the science around what you do and, and how it's changed in your mind for the better. Yeah, I, th I think it's interesting within the profession there's a lot of the foundation that I think is always going to be there and it's never going to change because of the history and the, and the science that initially went into force production and understanding those sides of it. But the thing that's really changed, especially over the last 10 to 15 years, has been the application of science and sport science specifically using different types of technologies. Um, so things such as force plates, which allow you to look at an athlete's ability to create or decelerate force and, and really, I think, profile them um, according to different types of asymmetries and different types of phases of movement. Um, and then you also have things such as 
really player monitoring in practice, in game. And it's really, I think, shed, I think, a lot of light onto what's actually occurring within sports and creating a more clear and objective path for coaches to follow in terms of their preparation and assisting those athletes to not only prepare, but also develop within their sports and getting better outcomes with lower incidence of injury rates. Um, so I think it's, it's really, I think, brought the, uh, the student athlete experience up tremendously um, and it's impacted everything from youth to college environments all the way up to the pro level. Um, so it's been great to kind of see all those adjustments continue to take place. Um, I think there's a lot more that will continue to be done. Moving forward. And there, there's still obviously a lot of team activity in what you do with our teams and, and our student athletes. But it, like you said, it's become so individualized. So, you know, we're, we're treating yeah. each student athlete as an individual and, and catering their training and their performance to them. And one of the tools that you utilize is catapult systems. Talk about, tell us what the catapult system is and how you utilize it. Yeah, so, so catapult was initially a, a product that we looked at to really dive into athlete like GPS data, as well as accelerometry, which is essentially a way of looking at an athlete's ability to accelerate on the field, how much total volume that they're running at certain velocities and speeds and distances. Um, so a couple of years back, we started by just kind of starting with a small group of different um, athletes and really starting to kind of profile those individual sports out. Um, since then, that partnership with Catapult has really exploded across, I think, every major team-based sport and every field, court, hockey um, venue that we have. And so right now we have 72 units that allow us to really capture what's occurring in practices in assisting our coaches with better understanding, drill selection, practice design, um, how practices should differ throughout the week, going into competition, proper tapering, and then also understanding about the changes that occur across an entire year and season um, to, I think, help them develop, but also to help make sure that it's not just the same level of chronic stress where you'd potentially have injury. Um, so it's been great because I think from our coaches' perspectives, it's given them objective information to make decisions upon um, and to help identify areas that they can kind of improve upon just as much as the changes that we make in the weight room regarding stress and making sure that we're not overdoing it or we're not underdoing it at different moments of time um, and really making it as precise as possible. And these, you know, basically a wearable GPS device, but it's so much more than that. You've showed me the reports that come out every day uh, after a session of an athlete wearing the catapult. And I'm not smart enough to read it, I can tell you that. But you guys are, and you're using an incredible amount of data to do what's best for each individual student athlete. Um, and sharing that data with the coaches daily, how is that just that mass amount of data? Is it all useful? Do you have to be careful what you look at and you pull out certain things? Yeah, you know, I think the process of starting with any type of tech is starting simple. You know, you're going to really identify the areas that are going to be the most valuable for not only yourself, but the staff. Um, and really, I think starting from that type of foundation. And then the thing that naturally occurs is people start to ask questions. They ask questions about, well, why did something occur? How did this happen? Um, or what could we have done better? And then we take that information and the reports really allow us to break things up really by a couple different ways. So by the team perspective, in terms of like average across everybody, we could look at it as much as down to 
microscopic level by position. We can look at it by individual and actually look at an individual's information over the last 20 day average and then really comparing it across different types of like standard deviations. So what you're actually looking at is almost like a base level of stats that get involved, but it's comparing apples against apples and we're not trying to make general comparisons across different people. It's really about what, what I do as an individual every single day and how I grow and how I respond to stress. And Matt, so much of what you do is more than being a performance coach. You're certainly a performance coach. You're also a counselor, a friend, uh, a, a, a shoulder to lean on. You know, you have so much interaction with the athletes you work with. Describe our philosophy here at DU with pioneer performance and that holistic nature that we look to support our student athletes. Yeah, it, pioneer health and performance is the perfect collaboration for our institution. I mean, the whole purpose behind it was to create, you know, the best in terms of wellness performance, um, and really provide resources across the spectrum for allowing our athletes to really achieve the best experience possible. Um, so I think that all those different branches between basically sports nutrition, sports psychology, sports performance, sports medicine come together to deliver that. Um, but every single staff member, I think, really takes a holistic approach. Uh, behind how we do things in a human or humanistic approach behind putting the athlete experience before really everything else. It's looking at what the athlete experiences, what they go through as an individual, um, not only physically, but also mentally and health wise, um, and really making sure that if there's any type of limitation or any issue that's going on, that we can really plug in resources to, to make those types of positive changes. Something that's gained so much momentum in, in the last few years is the idea of the importance of rest and recovery. Uh, so how much do you emphasize and build in rest and recovery into your rigorous training routines? Yeah, it's a huge point of emphasis. I mean, I think eight years ago, it was the first time that we started to implement things such as like yoga, different types of breathing techniques, uh, full on like team recovery sessions that are oriented towards soft tissue. Um, and stretching, but it's, it's really getting at the nervous system level and trying to get them away from their fight or flight response that's so chronic across an entire year of athletic stress and getting them back into that recovery mode. Um, it's, it's actually really, I think, a level of communication behind all those different avenues. So looking at nutrition, looking at them from a physical standpoint and looking at them from a mental standpoint and how we can best use all three to really create reprieve on the athlete and give them a break um, and some form of rest um, at different points throughout the week and balancing what they're doing and their experience in the college academic environment, which is also another heavy stressor on their minds. And, and really the ultimate, it's all building up to that competition day, right? I mean, you want yep. peak performance at the time of competition. Yeah, quality over quantity. Uh, making sure that things are getting tapered down appropriately, um, looking at every outside source of stress that may be going on. So even looking at periods of high academic stress, either midterms or finals, and then we basically pulled back on our physical stress during those periods and seeing a, a great change across the board with all of our sports, making sure that they can handle those moments and balancing really with changes in their lifestyle and sleep. 
So because of your incredible success um, here at the University of Denver, you're also a sought out uh, coach for elite level professional athletes and you work with an incredible group of professional athletes. Um, how's it different uh, training a, a professional individual versus a team? What, what are the overlaps? How's it different? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, the thing that I think initially stands out as maybe a difference is just that the true level of investment across every detail. I, athletes that we see are, are seeking out a team of professionals. Now in the college environment, we're actually providing a lot of those services, you know, just within our support systems and then using different types of resources in the community to support those things. But the, the professional athletes are left to really fend for themselves in the off season away from their organizations, unless they're really around those organizations they happen to be living in the same cities. Um, but it, it's about creating that level of support for them. Um, to achieve what their goals are, um, making sure that, you know, the chronic stress and the amount of gameplay that they see during the year um, is accounted for in the off season. And so it's giving them rest and training in a really high quality manner, but it's a fine line between making sure that they're getting enough rest early in the off season and then building back up to a level that they can handle the, the resiliency of going through another preseason and another year of playing 80 plus games. So you've got a great team yourself and, uh, you know, Gary and Tim and Nicole, it's just a great group of, uh, that you all work together so well. Talk about the importance of, of what you all do and how you help each other out. Everybody has a team assignment, uh, but it's really a team effort by your staff. Yeah, I think the one thing that immediately becomes apparent is just the, the team environment. I mean, everything that we do comes back to communication and supporting one another, um, so whether it's handling certain individual situations, um, athletes that are individual going through problems we always have another staff member that can provide insight with maybe a specific experience or a situation that we can resolve um, but all of us really get you know to, to help one another with with teams and I think moving forward especially with the limitations of what's going to be happening with COVID is going to be even more important I think all of us are going to be involved just about with every program um, to make sure that we can get these small groups in and out of the weight room and to do so effectively. And so we're really going to have to lean heavily upon our communication as a team um, and to be able to deliver the same quality of service and to get creative. And I think the one thing that stands out is this group and this staff, you know, the, the thing that makes them so great is their creativity. They all have different experiences. Um, they all have different, I think, minds in terms of like the creativity that can go in different types of sessions, um, yet still relying on the foundational principles um, that we really pride ourselves in. Um, but there's never a situation where we can't come up with a solution and making sure that the athlete gets the best possible outcome um, during the training. So let, let's talk about the, the COVID uh, crisis we're in. And, and you and your team have been on our front line as far as trying to figure out how we move forward from in the very beginning doing virtual Zoom trainings and, and just doing yeah we could. Now that we have a growing number of student athletes back on campus training, it's been a lot of body weight, plyometrics, you know, different things. You've had to, be, as you said, be very creative. Uh, just tell our audience kind of what we're doing, how we're training our athletes now in this, in this current status. Yeah, so initially during the first period of time when the athletes were going home and everyone was put on their quarantine, um, using that time to, I think, balance not only education. I mean, a lot of us, I think we're delivering nutrition education, lifestyle education sessions, but on top of what they're doing physically and, and everyone had the spectrum of resources. Areas and people that had, you know, gym access or personal home gym equipment 
You had other individuals that were getting creative with backpack um, loads and different resources that they have just using home goods and items in their households. Um, but I think it's, it's using the creativity to kind of deliver it and, and modify stress to be able to, I think, still let them grow and progress no matter what the context is. Um, and then figuring out what attributes that we could really train during that period um, that would at least return them to as close to what we could get them at in terms of peak performance. And then using now this time to kind of fill in those gaps. So for a lot of our athletes, you know, we were able to achieve a lot with sprint work, um, different types of fitness, um, body weight, plyometric work, um, and, and a lot of just three-dimensional movement, just kind of like make sure they're fully moving in all the range of motion. Uh, but now as we come back, we start to look at different levels of force production that maybe they weren't able to achieve at home and getting creative with how that's going to get delivered and, and really looking at it from an individual perspective. I think the thing that we've seen a lot with is that it's a spectrum. We have athletes that are coming back that are really, really fit and haven't had any gym access. We have to bring that side of it up. And then others that were in opposite that maybe have lived in New York where they were at home quarantine and couldn't run, but they're able to do body weight training and jumping and had resources. And now it's a matter of timing of bringing their, really their fitness up during this period and giving them enough exposure to where we feel comfortable reintroducing them back into practice and a level of stress throughout the week where our coaches can consistently work with them without any type of negative effect. Well, and, and I tell you what, it's been an amazing result. I, I think my concern and maybe all of our concern was when we started bringing our student athletes back, they wouldn't be where they needed to be physically. But I, yeah. you know, from what I've heard from you, like we've been really pleasantly surprised by a lot of our athletes came back in really incredible shape with the yeah. off. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I think men's soccer, we just finished kind of going through the entire team with fitness testing. Um, I think we had PRs almost across the entire board with their beep test results. Um, and a lot of that is because, you know, it's, it's a period of time where they could dedicate consistent um, fitness training and cardiovascular training for four months of, of a period of time that was exactly focused on bringing certain attributes up. Um, so it's been amazing to kind of see, but I think a lot of that just shows the caliber and the character of the individuals that we have here. Their dedication to, I think, understand the responsibilities um, that it means to be part of the Denver Pioneer family and system. Um, and I think also it's about the really clear communication with them about, you know, if you come back in a level of fitness in a, in a really great shape, then it gives us a better base to work with and, and get you into the practice as quick as possible. Um, and the, the worst case scenario is that individuals didn't have the resources and didn't have access to any type of play. And we had to bring all those attributes up before reintroducing play again. So I think that they were motivated to make sure that they handled all those responsibilities that they could immediately participate um, without any type of negative effect or risk to themselves. So Matt, uh, you mentioned you, you grew up in the Midwest, St. Louis area, then you did your education on the East Coast in Boston. Uh, been at Denver here a few years. What's keeping you here? What do you love about Denver and, and, and how has it made an impact on you? Yeah, I, th I think the two things that always come up are support and family. I mean, it's a family environment. Everybody here, um, I think, truly looks out for your best interests. Not going into my ninth year here at DU, and the thing that's always been amazing is just, uh, I think, the camaraderie, the teamwork across every level. It doesn't matter if it's a support staff, um, a support staff with a head coach, the student athletes getting involved. It's truly remarkable and a unique place. You know, I've interned at other institutions. I've worked full-time at other institutions. 
Um, and it's something that makes it completely different. And the other side of it is support, you know, support to continue to grow ourselves, to grow our department, um, and to grow our impact with our student athletes in different ways. Um, we've been able to continually evolve our department and our staff year after year uh, by bringing in different levels of technology usage and getting creative with how impactful that we can be with our staff and delivering that to our coaches and our student athletes. Um, and so I think it's, it's those two sides that are truly the most unique um, environment that we probably could have asked for. So I, I remember you work with a few of our teams. One is our, our men's ice hockey team. You work directly with them. And, and I remember specifically a game last year, Ian Mitchell, who signed with the Chicago Blackhawks, one of our yeah. great players, gets the puck on a breakaway, and he accelerates like, like I hadn't seen him do before. When you <laughs> that with one of your guys, are you like, yes, it, I, it works? <laughs> it, it, it's fun to see those moments, you know, especially – you know, the individuals that come in and they have lofty goals um, about either making changes to themselves personally and, and really, I think, bringing some of those attributes up um, and also achieving goals, whether it's post-college and, and signing professionally. But it, it, that's what's the most rewarding, you know, is seeing success and seeing them achieve the goals that they've had potentially for years. Um, and whether it's physical or whether it's long-term professional goals, um, it, it's amazing to watch, and I think that's the most rewarding side of it for all of us that work here. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. Just give us a brief glimpse into the, the extreme depth of what you do every day, and, and I can't tell you how proud we are of your work and grateful that you're a member of our team. Uh, thanks again for being with us today. I, I really appreciate it, Carlton. Thanks.